What's up, man? How are you doing? Dude, it's been three, over three years since we've done this. Man, I, I knew it was a while since you and I had talked, but it didn't feel like three years. Three years. But I think there's I mean, a movie about this. I'm sure there has, is. has a DeLorean <laughs> and... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Back I to the Jay future. Fox was in there. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I'm so stoked that you and I uh, are, are doing this again. Yes. So, um, For anybody have... listening. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. So we've had a lot going on and we're going to cover a, a number of those items. But the past three years have just been jam packed with uh, with so many awesome things, life changing events and music and new businesses. And we'll kind of get into a lot of that in a, in a bit. But we are going to relaunch the podcast, right, Chris? Three minutes. No, three years and 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Three years and 30 minutes. <laughs> That's what we're going to try to do here today. Awesome, man. That's cool. So, yeah, we're uh, we're relaunching your favorite record. We uh, had it on the on the, on the back burner there for quite a bit. But as as you said, you know, we'll uh, we'll get into we'll get into every bit of it here in the next half yeah. hour. But awesome, in true fashion with the podcast, what are you listening to? Dude. Right now, I'm listening to uh, Lil Lotus, Error Boy. So it came out on Epitaph recently, like a, a month ago. I've ordered the vinyl, but, you know, the vinyl industry, it's it's going to be, I think it ships out in like October or something like that. But the cool thing, so I didn't know this, I, you know, for whatever reason, this record really like connected with me. It's kind of in that MGK you know, pop punk feel that, you know, kind of emo trap, uh, uh, pop punk style. I, for whatever reason that, that hadn't connected with me until I heard this record and, uh, and I love the whole thing, but I just found out, I think why I like it so much. It was produced by John Feldman. He's like the king of pop punk production. Yeah, dude. He did like everything back uh -huh. in the day, like story of the year, the used, messed, like uh more recently he's done like Blink 182 and Yep, that's right. Didn't he state... do like California and yeah, he did uh, some work on State Champs last record. Yeah, I mean he's like John Feldman. Uh, if you don't know, he's the lead singer of Goldfinger, he's been in the industry forever, but he's like a, a you know, producer madman. And he just, he's a great singer songwriter. He's just very intelligent when it comes to actually putting songs together. So, um, uh, so one thing I'm super excited about where pop punk is going, it feels like, uh, you know, for a while pop punk was kind of stagnant with that kind of that, I don't know, what would you say, like easy core, sad dad kind of stuff, which I, I love myself, but it just kind of felt like it wasn't going anywhere. But recently, the past year, two years, I feel like we've, you know, we're kind of seeing new waves, new generations of pop punk and where it's kind of going. I know a lot of people aren't super stoked. Like, I don't I don't like any of the Machine Gun Kelly stuff. His voice, the production value, it's kind of over compressed, a bit too technical for for my liking and, and to really even get into. But uh, John Feldman, I love his style, and the way that he's produced this record is super solid. It's very catchy. Um, you know, what's funny is, like, as an older dude, you know, my first instinct is to, like, push back on those things. Um, you know, like, the new 
the new bands, the new pop punk stuff. But if you actually give it like a listen um, with an open mind, which is what I tried to do, I was like, dude, this stuff really does hit really well. There's a lot of bangers on it. Um, and I think you should listen to it. Uh, go go give it a, a spin. Nice. That's uh, yeah. the Little Lotus record for anybody. Little Lotus. Little Lotus. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Chris? What are you what are you jamming? Uh dude, if 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 anybody knows me personally, IRL here, uh my my taste is so everywhere always. So I've literally gone from listening to older Norma Jean records that I nice still love to this day yes. to listening to like <laughs> the state state champs just put out a new record i've listened to so much i'm trying to figure out how to arrange it in my head they just they just put out a new song and uh just to that i've listened to i've been watching the show dave a bunch so i'm back on the little dicky train Mm -hmm. i it's state champs you know they they put put out theirs through uh pure noise they've been on pure noise for a while so they're still doing that with them which is awesome uh but then you know, I I turn around and I listen to just kind of the same rap emo stuff that you were talking about with Little Lotus, mm-hmm. um, just you know all kinds of stuff. There's there's new new heavy stuff that I've been listening to a band called Wage War, and they're just I just something about the songs. They're so catchy, but they're still so like pummeling heavy. Yeah, so it's cool. I've just been listening to a ton of stuff, man. I always That's listen awesome. to so much stuff, you know, and with yeah. a, a recent endeavor that we have started, you and I, that we'll get into, you know, I just kind of listen to everything a little more intently nowadays, right. but right. it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Just new music all the time. My Spotify is probably, you can check your activity on your iPhones now and it says yep. Spotify is like 10 hours a day. I know always on it's always on so that that state champs i think that uh i I jammed that uh music video for just sound today it's a funny like a bob ross video if you haven't seen it go check it out it's really funny yeah that band's awesome they always do really cool videos and they're always yeah i mean and then typical pop punk they're just funny yeah, they're funny dudes, uh, and they had like, dude, the, their production is is so top notch. Like vocally, his vocals are, in a way, he has that kind of soul soulful, like you know, like sound, um, almost like Matt from Emery. He just has like a very pretty voice, which is unusual for, um, for for pop punk. You know what I mean? Like, I just think of uh, like Newfound Glory right just such a kind of a whiny voice you know but that's just like normal pop punk sound you know so for to actually have like a band that sounds good you know and has like an actual you know talented voice like is is interesting to me but uh yeah. do that that real friends they dropped a, a teeth. yeah have you heard that song teeth and it's it's like oh kind gosh. of acoustic I don't know. Yes. Is it acoustic or is it like a clean guitar? No, it's a, it starts off acoustic and then it goes into like the whole like kind of heavier full band sound. And that's with a a new singer. Yeah, dude. I know. Like, 
they're and they said like i've always kind of dug real friends but yeah. i heard this today and i'm like this hits different dude this is a bit intense in a great way i i, I, I really like dig that i like everything that band's put out yeah i've always been a fan of them but this yeah when i heard that song i was like man like this is different but it's still real friends it just it's cool it's you know it, i love yeah, when our bands are able to do that there is a maturity level about it where it's like man this is this is a bit more you know what i mean you can just kind of tell they've matured it's it's cool yeah no that's awesome too I've did you uh did you check out that? that senses fail the joshua tree i am corny enough that yes i bought <laughs> i bought both not i'm a vinyl nerd yeah which we will get into more obviously and a lot a lot's happened in three years i'll say that it, a lot has happened but I'm a vinyl collector and a vinyl nerd, and they put up two uh, first pressing variants of this live at Joshua Tree, which if you watch the live stream, the audio quality is so good. It's insane for being outside. I know. That's so so good. I, you and I talked and I decided I'm not going to get the, I'm not going to get the vinyl for these because I didn't think being outside you know that it was going to sound that good and then i started watching the videos i'm like dude this is this is top notch it sounds really good and dude his voice has really gotten so much better like the guitars are crisp i didn't hear like a single missed note it's just it's so well done and then the camera crew like there was a lot of uh they filmed a lot of it with drones it was insane that's what's crazy they're out in the middle of the desert in joshua tree filming this it's beautiful. It's, it's, um, you could tell a lot of, a lot of time and effort went into it. it I, I just kept thinking when they released, let it unfold you, like what, 15 years ago, I mean, probably longer. I don't know when it came out. When yeah, they, it was like 2004. Golly. Yeah. When we they were put still this in high out, school. I was like, could you, like, did they ever imagine that they'd be doing this? You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I was, cool. I had a conversation with a friend the other day about, he said that he didn't, the sincerity in the songs isn't yeah. there anymore. And, you know, we talked about it and I said, man, he wrote that record when he was like an 18 year old kid. Like, right. Right. What, what do you still believe in that you did at 18? <laughs> you know what I mean, like how do you, right. something he yeah. wrote about depression and, and, and whatever he was going through at the time, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's not now. So it's just a different world. But, well, he even kind of went into that in the very beginning. I don't want to like give it away. If you're a friend, if you're a fan of like Sinister Fail, you got to go check it out. But he kind of before the uh, before the concert, he kind of talks about like as an intro, talks about how like you know the songs originally were kind of very focused on like depression and that. But through the whole process, he's grown and he's matured and he's you know it's kind of come through the other side and i was like that's a really cool i mean i don't think he's spinning it a certain way i think you know that's how he sees it but i was like that's a really like mature way to see that you know because these songs are written you know in a bit of a kind of emo pop punk world Very view angsty, as a young yeah. angsty teenager you know so and now he's an adult and and he's got a different perspective but uh, yeah that's cool man if if you like census fail go check that out that's a that's a really cool i was skeptical honestly but I, i'm uh very very stoked on that so they also uh, census fail since we're on the subject yeah uh still searching is still one of the best 
Man. I think one of the best records that band ever put out. I you know I still think that I would agree with that. Every song on Still Searching is incredible. I still love Let It Unfold You. I love all of it. I like the band a lot. Yeah. But they also just put out a new song. I'm trying to find the name of it. Yeah, I haven't. I saw it, but I haven't jammed it yet. It's called Death by Water. <laughs> no, you know what? I have I have listened to it. I listened to it the other day. And yep. it's with, I guess it has a feature from Spencer Charmus. Charnus. I probably butchered that, but <laughs> he he's in a band called Ice Nine Kills. And that yep. song, that song is it hits pretty good too. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's 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 cool to see these bands that we as an angsty 15-year-old yep. listen to that are still doing it now and it's still quality. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not it it definitely sounds different than like what what i grew up with with census fail but i'm happy with where they're going you know i'm happy with this sound so absolutely so yeah census fail it's uh it it, for those people that don't want to pay i don't even know if you can still pay for the live streams but they're on they're on youtube now yeah you pull it up on youtube so go listen to it if you even if buried alive is the only song you ever knew by them go listen to it Mm. because it's still It's it's still good yep yep so, um, as I was saying earlier about being a vinyl fan, I yep. have I probably have more than my fair share of college uh, tuition <laughs> buried into this at this point. You certainly do. But you and I are both fans of a little punk rock band from the Northwest yep. called uh, MXPX. I don't know if you ever heard right. of them. I've heard them a couple times. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they put out a basically an anthology of their entire career so it's 14 discs 10 records a full on box set and dude did they knock it out of the park with that box set dude they killed it it's so it's so good so it's every full length that they put out um so the single you know the seven inches the uh you know, like the Renaissance EP, you know, none of those uh, are in it, but all of the, all of the full links. So everything from, you know, Teenage Politics, Poconaccia, you all know, the way to, Life in General. What was it? 2018 self-titled? But self-titled, no. I think, is the la- latest one that they have on there. So it's, what, 10, 10 records? 10 records. And, with, with my all-time favorite MXPX record for the uh, first time on vinyl. Yeah. Before everything before and after. everything and after. Dude, that's my favorite record. And and what's funny, actually, since this came out, I don't know if you've noticed this, but people, more people are talking about that record finally having it on. Sure. I saw somebody today say, so the, I mean, not to, you know, talk about price, but it, it was $350 for the box set. But I saw somebody on Facebook today say, uh, that they were holding the co- the one copy of Before Everything and After, and they said, I just got my $350 copy of before everything and after. Uh. <laughs> and somebody said something like, Oh, look, and they gave you nine other free records along with it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, so like funny. the only way to get that record is to get the box set. Literally, and, that's the only way to get it now. And yeah. that's that's and, crazy because the box set sold out. So I know. Like that's the first record that I uh, that I put on from it. And it sounds awesome. You know, and, and Chris, you and I are like super into vinyl, and but not just like the vinyl itself, but the whole artistry, the whole packaging. And I'm not going to geek out too much, but I will say, you know, 
uh, right now in the industry, when you get a vinyl package, it, it frequently will come and it's kind of like gnarled or like bent a little bit. And it's so frustrating. Um, and I'm happy to report when this came in, it was, it was like perfect. The packaging was really good. It was solid, opened it up. Everything looks really good. The, the actual vinyl itself uh, sounds great. The quality is there, which, you know, some record pressing plants have like really poor quality. So that's like an issue in the industry right now. So every, every single thing there, there's like a book that came with it. There's a slip mat in there. It's just so cool, man. Like I, I love it. It's like my, my gem on my uh, vinyl collection right now. For sure. They, uh, they knocked it out with that one. I'm just so yeah excited to finally have before everything and after dude finally because that leads me to the next thing that we've talked about handed a few times here anybody that knows us mm-hmm. not even i guess you don't even have to know us it kind of blew up back yeah. on uh, june 26th we uh steve and i started a record label mm-hmm. because what's what is the smartest business move in 2021 is to <laughs> try to sell music try to sell music <laughs> That's right. But we started a record label. and What is it called? It's called Common Thread Records. That's right. And the initial idea for me starting that was I wanted to put before everything and after on vinyl. Yep. And we had a, you know, we, we had a conversation with the MXPX guys and, and their, their camp. And they said, Hey, don't, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, yeah. Hey, don't don't <laughs> we're not they were very nice about it but I, it was apparent that they were doing something but you know yeah, they, they couldn't were doing something with it they couldn't or, or you know wouldn't tell us you know understandably what they were doing um so we kind of knew that this was coming just yeah. from like a, a little business insider perspective we knew we knew that before everything and after it was coming we didn't know that everything yeah the whole was coming set. out yeah. so so you, you wanted to press, you wanted to press that record, that MXPX yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Were yeah. there any other records that you wanted to press whenever you, you know, kind of first came up with the idea to let's start a record label? There were three. What there were, were three. They? The first one was MXPX, like we just uh-huh. said. The second one, and I still will go as hard as I can to get this record, is a record called Songs Not to Get Married To. Yep by a band called reggie and the full effect reggie that's one of my all-time favorite and i i have a happy marriage but i love that record and that record is a hundred percent about his divorce with his wife (laughs) but i want that record so bad yep i think you gave me the last little piece of the current releases of reggie so i have everything except for that one except for that one yep so that was the second one. Then the third one, wink, wink, that we wanted, that I wanted to press was My American Heart's Hiding Inside the Horrible Weather. Yep. We were actually able to get that done over the last year. That's right. And for the first release for our Common Thread Records, we sold it out in a day and a half. Sold out, <laughs> sold out 500 copies of that record. That's amazing. That's incredible. You know, yeah. we, I figured we would sell it out, but I didn't think it would go that fast. That fast. Yeah. 
Well, it's just a testament to how great that record is. Oh, the, the, the staying power of that band is incredible. So, so, okay, so you know I like to geek out over the production of a record. So just kind of talk me through when did it come out, who produced it, you know, all that, like who, who produced it? So James Paul Wisner produced he, that record. And if you don't know him, he did Under Oath, Only Chasing right. Safety. He's done you know there's I, i'm sure there's plenty more but i so think like the biggest record yeah that's what i was in gonna say our like, scene 100 <laughs> I, I think the only one that you really need to mention is yeah they're only chasing safety that's i mean that changed that changed this current scene unbelievably you know there's there's no there's there's no denying that 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 to well, to me i think that and Norma Jean's Bless the Child, Kiss the Martyr. Yeah. Completely changed it. I mean, huge. But I think, you know, I think he's done, what, he's done like Dashboard and what, like Further Seems Forever and... Yeah, he did. Paramore. He's done Paramore, that's what I was going to say. Hands Like Houses, like Go Radio. He's done so much. Um and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like the, the guy just, he's one of those guys that, you know, when he touches a record, it, it usually does great things. Um, so the fact that for me, like geeking out, not only were we able to press uh, Hiding Inside the Horrible Weather from My American Heart, but we were also able to like get our hands on this record that someone so, you know, influential as James Paul Weisner that we were able to press his record, which is so well, a record he produced. So, um, but yeah, yeah, so that, that came out, it sold out like so fast. And what was funny, once again, I'm going to, I'm going to geek out, but what was funny is you could tell as the sun was going across the earth uh, and Australia was waking, Europe was waking up and Australia was waking up. You could yeah. tell as that was happening because you could tell like where the sales were occurring. <laughs> so people in Australia would wake up and bam, 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 you know, all yeah, the sales are coming would, from right there. We would get like 25 blocks, yeah. you know, a block of 25 sales all of a sudden from Australia. And then it That's would right. come up from New Zealand and then it would come so from, uh, we like, I, we have to ship some to like Japan yeah. and like yeah, other yeah. side of the world, which is nuts. You know, it's crazy. And, and but, you know, we didn't do any promo for it. We didn't pay for, there was no PR campaign. We didn't tell anybody we were doing it beforehand. It was just the day of the sale. Uh, the Larry from the band and, and the rest of the guys from the band, Jesse and them, they uh, shared on their personal social media. They just shared a picture of the, the record. They put a link to the web store. And they were like, it's on sale. So it was like one of those immediate drops. We just surprised dropped the record and it sold out. And, and by the way, that's like, I'm not, I'm not saying that you and I did anything amazing. Like that's all on the band. You know what I mean? Like that's all because of how much people love this record. So. Yeah. You know, and this is one of those records, like I said, from the beginning that I wanted to press yeah. and you saw it come up every six or eight months. And somebody's like, Oh man, who has this? Because the band did a hundred copies at one point. And a couple years ago, they pressed a hundred copies for on the Coke 10 bottle years. clear for, for the, the 10 year, 10 year. And were, I, I think basically if you were at the show, you could buy it. Right. And then I think they maybe have 
it's for some on the merch store yeah yeah but like basically a hundred copies if you're a fan like you and i chris you and i wanted a copy we couldn't ha- we couldn't get one how would you get it that's how come so, we pressed it because i wanted one bad enough so the the fact of the matter is chris and and i'm gonna show our cards a bit I, i'm not gonna say what records we're doing or anything like that but what i will say is you and I are keeping that desire of what records do I want in my collection? And then we're seeking those records. So we're in talks with a number of different uh, bands and people to get records pressed. I will say, you know, I'm going to go on record and say, I want to press the soundtrack to Eddie and the Cruisers, the first movie. I mean, that that's like a perfect record. I remember driving around. <laughs> in the car with my mom as a kid <laughs> and the cassette was on come on dude tell me that's not a great record you come on this podcast and drop a <laughs> bombshell like that on me i don't I even know how to react you, to I? that no this I is know, the first dude, i'm hearing of this eddie and the cruisers come on that is such a great record go after this you're gonna pull that record up and you're gonna play it you're gonna be like dude this thing still hits in fact i'm gonna go I'm going to go on the record, no pun intended, and say Eddie and the Cruisers, uh, specifically John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, that's that's who actually, like, that's the actual band that recorded the record, but they are a better version of Bruce Springsteen. It's just the truth. that they sound, they, they, Their sound is just like Bruce Springsteen, but they sound better. And I know I'm going to get hate for it, but I think Bruce Springsteen has like one and a half good songs. Um, and Eddie and the Cruisers, every single one of those songs uh, bumps. So I'm looking over this. Dude, it's so good. If you've never listened to it, it's like uh, Eddie and the Cruisers was a movie, like an HBO movie that came out like straight to straight to HBO. It came out in the 80s. Um, I'm not even going to go into it, but it's this, it's this kind of obscure cult classic. Uh but There's the, definitely vinyl in the U.S. already. There so is. Maybe my dad, my dad had the vinyl, but I don't, I don't care. I want to press it myself. <laughs> You're gonna buy me one. I'm just gonna buy you one so we can get I this over with. I just want to press it myself. Do do a special pressing, you know, like some kind of like blood red or something. But no, seriously, on on a serious note, I mean, I do want to press that. But on a serious note, we are going to be releasing stuff. Um, uh, it's probably safe to say that we will, you know, we're looking at pressing further north stuff, but we're kind of prioritizing some other uh, records that we have, I won't. We have a couple. Away. Yeah, but we yeah. have we have a couple nostalgic records in the pipeline. We have we have a a pretty good original, yep. possibly two original uh, records coming up that we will be pressing yeah that we we're definitely gonna have our hand in so So. we'll press we're gonna press some old records we're gonna press some new records and uh and i'm really really excited man like you were saying at the onset you know we've been listening to a lot of music through a little different lens because before we were listening to it just for enjoyment now we're like hey can we uh you know is this a project that we could jump on so um hey if you're out there in the uh, listening community and you're interested in you know if you have some music that you want to release reach out to us and let us know i can almost promise you 99 percent of the people we're going to have to probably say no to but uh, we listen to every single thing that comes out to us 
Um, and if you have something that you want to release, let us know. We'd love to listen to it. By saying no to it, we're not telling you that we don't like it. We're just telling you that we are funding this and we don't have correct. money. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're correct. we're we're a startup and we are slowly starting up, but yeah, we're uh, we we're being strategic. Of, let's, right. That's probably the best way to put it. We're be, we're strategic about what we're releasing, but um, we are going to keep this podcast going. We're gonna we have a couple other uh, artists lined up, but. Uh, Chris, I thought it'd be good if you and I just kind of circled up real quick and relaunched this thing with just you and me. Um, but we have some great guests lined up, some bands that you've probably heard of that you've definitely heard of, and then maybe some bands that you haven't. And we're going to have some guests on and talk about, you know, their favorite records and their most influential records. And we're going to just kind of move on from there. Um, we are so stoked to have you all around. And as always, we have coffee mugs right? We have stickers and yes. we, have we have a ton have of coffee mugs. Guitar, we have guitar picks. Uh, so if this is something that you want to sponsor, if you're interested in that, let us know, reach out to us. But we've got the Twitter and the Facebook and the email, all that stuff. You know how to find us. You can Google it. So uh, reach out to us, say, hey, um, share, like, share, all that stuff. But be on the lookout. Um, as Chris said, the record label is Common Thread Records. And as I mentioned, our band, Chris and I have a band together and it's called Further North uh, and we are doing stuff, right? So the podcast is doing stuff. The band is doing stuff. We, we're literally finishing up some songs with Jeff Rockwell right now. Um, and so we'll have some new music with for the band. Uh, we'll have some new records coming out and we'll have some new episodes coming out. So we've been busy. We apologize for staying away but for so long, but I can promise you there's some really cool stuff in the works. And I know people say that all the time, but it's the truth. So That sounds good to me. Yeah, Chris, any closing thoughts that you have for us as we let our listeners go? Uh, I'm going to put the uh, sound clip from Randy Quaid yelling, I'm back at the end of Independence Day on the end of this. Awesome. Just because. Yeah. Because why not Randy Quaid? Yes. Well, go listen to uh, Error Boy by uh, Lil Lotus. Go listen to Wage War. And more importantly, go listen to Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack. It's so wow. On the dark side, do that song on the dark side. It's just such a classic. It's it's not going to get any better than that. You'll hear it and you'll be like, yes, this is a better Bruce Springsteen. So you're saying... (laughs) That's actually like one of the top comments on Discogs about the record. Is it really? What is it? What it, does it say? literally says, let me read it. It says, I've, I've never looked this up, by the way. This is just my, I, I've talked to Mark about it. Mark, my brother, who's also guitarist in Further North. Him and I have talked about it at length, but I've never looked this up on the internet. These are all my own thoughts. This says such an underrated movie and soundtrack. So true. Voice, instruments, and and a sound like Bruce Springsteen. Great American <laughs> rock and roll of the 1980s. It's so true. It's so true. If you're if you're still with us, go listen to that song. Just that if you're still with us, side. they tuned out whenever we started talking about Eddie <laughs> and the Cruisers. And then tweet me, tweet me, and let me know that you checked out that song and confirm or deny whether it's better than Bruce Springsteen. So, you know, I, I will leave it in your hands. So, Chris, it was so good to talk to you. Yes, the same. I agree. Awesome. So, we'll be back at it. 
Stay on the lookout. Thank you. In, in less for, than uh, three years. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the next episode will definitely be out before, before the next Maybe. three years. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Later. Bye.